the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, hey, it is the Nick D Podcast. I am Nick DeGilio. We're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. By the way, if I sound a little congested and uh, a little uh, uh, throaty and a little uh, maybe snotty, it's because I am. I do not have the Willie McCovid, as I call it, or the Willie McCovey, COVID, COVID. Uh, took the test, uh, no Roni. Uh, but I do have like a stuffed up head and a little bit of a throat thing. So uh, bear with me. Um, uh, yeah, it, we're still capable of getting like a regular flu and a regular cold. That stuff still exists. Um, so yeah, and that's what I have. <laughs> so if I sound weird, it's because of that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, even though you know we are obviously in this era now where you know anytime anybody gets sick or anything like that, they immediately think it's COVID. It's not, and you can still get a pretty remarkable flu. And a bit of the cold, which is what I have, which is, you know, what we've been having for decades and decades and decades. And it's nothing unusual. Uh, It's unusual now to have this and not immediately think you have COVID. And that's what I thought. And then I don't. But I have a cold and I have a little bit of a flu. Isn't that amazing that 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 is still happening in the world? (laughs) Wow. You know, it's always fun to be relieved that it's just the flu. Oh, I got a really terrible cold and the flu. That's awesome. All right. Hey, it is the Nick D uh, podcast. It's episode uh, 33. Uh, Jason Skaggs, thank you for that lovely theme. Thank you to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Check out radiomisfits.com for some of the best uh, podcasts you'll ever hear. It is a Tuesday, and uh, how are you? I hope you had a great weekend and all that cool stuff. Hey, Dan Feinberg is joining us for his bi-weekly visit. We have tons and tons of TV stuff to talk about. You can check him out at The Fine Print, F-I-E-M, and he writes for The Hollywood Reporter. Lots of TV to talk about. Esmeralda and I have survived the taste test of terrible candy that we did on the last uh, broadcast. We'll do uh, another taste test of another piece of terrible candy. We haven't tasted it yet, so we don't know that, but weird candy. We'll do that. Um, and we're going to talk about unwritten rules of, that men and women have. That's all coming up. My dad's going to tell a joke. It is a Tuesday, and every Tuesday, my dad, uh, my 80-year-old dad who loves to tell jokes, tell jokes every time. Quick email, and if you want to send your emails, please do. We want to hear from you. Please communicate with us. Leave us as many voicemails as you want with anything that you want to say at 773-417-6948, 773-417-6948. Leave those voicemails and send us emails, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Mike, our old buddy Mike, who is Fox Valley Mike, sent uh, a very lovely uh, email that I would love to uh, share with you very quickly. And it says, hey, Nick, I wanted to say congratulations on your new podcast. We've been around now five months, five months. Uh, it's amazing. Anyway, he says it's just as good as your old WGN show. 
Uh, and it's great to hear that you and Esmeralda are back together. I really like your YouTube videos too. Yeah, I've got some crazy YouTube videos if you want to watch those. I've been handling some family matters over the past uh, several months, so I've just started catching up with your podcasts and your videos. They're a lot of fun, and they're definitely worth watching and listening to. I'm sorry that you went through uh, that tough time after Nexstar's stupid and unjust firing, unjustified firing. Yes, I agree with that, and they are stupid and unjustified. Uh, but I'm happy that you uh, are able to beat it and be in a better place. One thing I appreciate you is the, about you is that the fact that you are honest and upfront with everything. That kind of meaningful relationship between you and your listeners uh, like me, is something that Nexstar Management can't appreciate, and it shows in their current WGN radio programming, which is mostly boring, repetitive, and meaningless crap. Hey, I agree with that. It is crap. Uh, but, um, Mike goes on to say, I think AM radio is a dying broadcast form anyway, and your podcasts are proving that there is every reason for any, every listener to invest a little time and maybe a little money into a podcast where the host can present a show that he or she wants and the listeners can connect to with a real broadcaster like one who's honest and has a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, and that's what you do, and thanks for everything that you do. Now, if we can just figure out a way to get straight back, uh, to get back straight out of context, uh, my inner nine-year-old child will be very satisfied. That's Fox Valley Mike. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of the wonderful feedback we get from you in the form of emails and voicemails. And again, Send them, uh, nickdpodcast at gmail.com, 773-417-6948 for all of your thoughts. Okay, Esmeralda, my dad's joke. And right after I say congratulations, we will uh, hear from Dan Feinberg at The Hollywood Reporter for some TV talk. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jaggle. Breaking news, <laughs> Dan Feinberg is here, uh, good friend of the of, of the show for many, many years and of the podcast, writes about TV in The Hollywood Reporter and has a website called The Fine Print, F-I-E-N. Check out thefineprint.com, and it is Dan Feinberg. Hello, Dan. Hello, Nick. How are you, sir? You know, plugging away, plugging away. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I had a little. I thought we, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it with uh, with my with my buddy Esmeralda in the next segment. But I had a little bit of what I thought was the uh, the Willie McCovid, as I've been calling, I've been calling it for some reason, Billy McCovey, COVID uh, <laughs> uh, little thing. I thought I might have had it. I did the test. I didn't have it. I just, as it turned out, I had a little bit of the flu and a cold. That can still happen. Guess what? You can still also uh, sprain your ankle, pull your hamstring, and all of those other things that are natural consequences of age. <laughs> that does not; those things have not gone away. Those little crappy things are still around. <laughs> but I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are improving. I am, but you know what? That doesn't affect that doesn't affect the ability to watch television. 
I would uh, say it actually gives you much, much more time to watch much, much more television. It is true. Uh, Dan Feinberg, a writer from The Hollywood Reporter and The Fine Print, joins us every couple of weeks to talk TV, and there's always a lot of TV to talk about. Um, we like to play catch up a little bit, um, you know, at the beginning of each segment that you and I do, where we talk about some of the stuff that, you know, maybe I've caught up on or some of the older things and uh, all that cool stuff. So, so where do you want to start? Uh, okay, I guess, <clears throat> I guess let's start with the last episode uh, that I saw, at least. I know that you've seen more. Um, last uh, Thursday's episode of Atlanta. Um, I believe that is actually the last one I've seen because while we have gotten screeners for this week's episode, I have not yet watched it. So I am just keeping up with the show okay. with everyone else right now. So the last one that you saw was the incredible adventure that Paperboy went on in Amsterdam. That's the last <laughs> one that you saw. He had a wild and crazy time and had a wild and crazy guest star. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, did you hint at that guest star when we first talked about Atlanta back when it No, debuted? no, uh, because we hadn't gotten that many episodes. The only guest star uh, I've hinted at is the guest star in episode six of Barry. Barry and that Barry, is as far yes. as I've gone. <laughs> so it wasn't you weren't referring to like last week's episode of just his past uh, uh, episode of Barry from the other night. You weren't referring to Mark Paul Glossier then. No, no. Okay. Uh, Mark, <laughs> I was, I would not, because look, I, I did say it was someone who you like, and I honestly, I'm not sure I know your feelings towards Mark Paul Gosselaar. I will tell but... you this. Can I tell you what I loved him in? Sure. In a show that uh, lasted, what, maybe a half a season that I loved? Can you guess what it is? I loved him. And I don't have any, I don't, like, I never was on the Save by the Bell thing. I never did that. Never, ironically or unironically, did I ever get into it. Um, the... Uh, he was in that show with him and Brendan Breckenmeyer, right, where they were lawyers? That, that would be Franklin and Bash. Okay. Watch that every once in a while. Fine. So I don't really – was he also on – wasn't he on NYPD Blue at one point, too? He was. He was uh, in several of the later seasons, and okay. people generally thought he did a, a very good job. Yeah, so. and I have – so I don't really have like – like, like when people go, Zach, he's a jag off. I don't feel – I'm not into that thing, but I, I absolutely adored him in another show. Can you guess what it is? A well, short-lived, a short-lived show on Fox. I mean, it was so it was either Pitch or The Passage, um, it, and it. I'm trying to remember which one we talked more about. So, which one was it? Pitch. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I loved that show. I loved that show. And wh- how long did Pitch last? It it technically lasted its full season. So, oh. it, you know, that was where the first season was supposed to end. Of course, that was not where the series was supposed to end. And so yeah. anyone who watched the one season of Pitch is extremely, to this day, disappointed that it got canceled. But yes, he was he was very good in Pitch. That oh, was I a, loved him in That it. was a really good performance in that show, and it was I, a really solid show as well. I agree. First, the, first, the, 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 the show about the first Major League uh, woman... Uh, pitcher in the majors um and uh, i thought it was great you know what else i remember about that about that show besides like really loving it a lot and performances everything about it i remember the score being really good huh i For do some not reason, remember that at all <laughs> i all i remember loving the score and i can't remember who did it i'll have to go back and that just popped into my head now but i remember loving the show when you, you and i talked about it you know on on my on my show and you liked it very much, and you recommended it. I watched it. I loved it. I thought he was tremendous, like great on it. And I remember really loving the show, being very disappointed that it, uh, that it got canceled, and loving the score. 
Oh, right. Okay. The score was by Black Violin, and I actually remember that now as I'm as I'm looking this up as we are having the conversation. Yes, I now too remember actually liking the score. Yeah. Oh, such a good show. Such a good show. Okay. Anyway, uh, no, no, I'm, I was I was not talking about the episode of Barry six the sixth episode, which I'm now uh, you've got me so intrigued by it. God, I am um, once, once again simply raising expectations beyond where they should go, but I really think you're going to be well, happy, so I, listen, that is all I've, I will say. I've been happy with, I've been, I've been ecstatic with Barry thus far, so I don't care. I mean, it's just so good. Um, <laughs> it's just such a, it's so good, and, they're, and it, it's going into directions. Barry has gone into directions that are much more experimental, which, you know, was, was kind of what happened during the last season. Uh, but they're, it's kind of just gone out there, and they're really like taking a lot of risks and doing a lot of really, especially in terms of like performance. Um, and I'm loving what they're doing with all the characters. And I thought Henry Winkler was just unbelievably great on the last episode <laughs> when he finally tells Barry to fuck off and he leaves the set. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's great, and I love what's going on with Stephen Root's character. The whole like, you know, he's a goat farmer now, and I don't, I just. I don't know. I love that show, and 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 it and it continues to get better. Correct. I I would say yes. I would say that my that of the six we were sent at the start of the season, the sixth episode was my favorite by by a reasonable margin. So okay. all right. So I well, hope you feel the same. <laughs> back to Atlanta. Back to um, Atlanta. Nobody does. I've had my limit. Patience is done. Uh, uh, slow burn. What am I doing with these idiots? Nobody does it better than Brian Tyree Henry. Nobody. Like a a pissed off, frustrated. I have had it with this world. Paperboy is some of the happiest things that some of the happiest things that I will see on TV ever. He's so hilarious uh, on that show, especially when he's just tired of it all. Would you agree? I would say I would say that he is a tremendous slow burn actor. I feel as if probably it, that's kind of a thing that all of the main actors in the cast do because that's kind of one of the recurring themes of the show is is sort of the way that all of these people are are sick of the way that the world keeps treating them and right. keeps judging them. So I feel as if Donald Glover is absolutely also an excellent slow burn, frustrated actor. Uh, Zazie Beetz has done it a couple times this season in particular. Lakeith Stanton. But Brian Tyree Henry is particularly good, and this week, this week his his impatience spreading about individual elements of things as he went along through the world uh, on whatever mooncake he was on was terrific. <laughs> it was great, and um, I don't, you know, I posted it on my Facebook, so I guess I may have spoiled it for some people. But the cameo, um, I don't know if we want to be vague about it, but the cameo in that episode was spectacular. Um, and really funny and really biting and, uh, really kind of ballsy for the person who did it for the person, (laughs) for the person who actually makes the cameo. I was just, and when I saw it, I was like, okay, dude, your, your last five movies, I forgive you. I forget. I forgive you for your last five movies. I think you need to think about that. I mean, I haven't (laughs) seen. I haven't seen any of his last five movies, so I am definitely. I can't make that that judgment myself. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know if a three minute cameo can really and truly excuse (laughs) some of what I've heard about those movies. So they're all no. Everything you've heard is probably true because they're all crap. But uh, he. It was just such a magnificent three minutes uh, that I was just. It just made me. I just was phenomenally 
I mean, amazed by it. I, I kind of I kind of wanted it to go a little bit longer. I would have liked for I, I, I wanted one more beat worth of it. I still thought that, you know, the, the point at which they left the conversation was yeah. <laughs> was very effective. And in general, I thought just, you know, going through that strange jug, drug fueled odyssey with uh, Paperboy was a lot of fun. And it, it's kind of a reminder of how little time, unfortunately, this season we've gotten to spend with the main characters because yeah. every other episode has been a standalone episode. And spoiler alert, uh, this week's episode is also a standalone episode. So it's I, I would I would love to get the story of what the reactions were in the FX room <laughs> when Donald Glubbert says, yeah, we're, we're going to do this season. We're going to do it all in Europe, except there are also going to be four solid episodes that aren't in Europe and that don't have any of our main characters we hope that's okay. Right. What did you think of the What did you think of the uh, the the maid episode? Um, I thought, I thought it was my episode. I thought it was my least favorite of the of the three standalones, and and yeah. you know I was a little bit more tepid on the reparations one. I think than you were. I thought it. I thought again. I thought it had great moments. It it also had a terrific cameo if one counts Chet Hanks as being a yeah. uh, a cameo, yeah. uh, which. You know, I I saw him and I said, "Okay, that's Chet Hanks having a little bit of fun with being a gigantic tool known only for being a gigantic tool. (laughs) So good on him. No, I thought it had a lot of good moments. I I feel like probably I wanted it to have a little bit more. You know, it's just these it's just the it's such a high bar that they set both in general, but also when they try to have these standalone episodes it, it's just really tough, and yeah. I, I I am going to be very curious when we get to the end of nine episodes what it's going to feel like the season has been when you step back and look at it as a whole. And I have yeah. no answer for that. And I, I yeah, and no, it's been it's. I mean, really, I don't know what to expect every week. I watch it. The, you know what I've 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 actually liked to do is now I check out um, on my cable service. Um, I don't know. Some somebody has. I don't know who's doing it, but the the uh, episode summaries are hilarious. They are fr- they are from the Atlanta team. So okay, they they're are... hilarious. Like the next one is black and white episode. I smell an Emmy bait is what they <laughs> it's what yes. they wrote. And I was, and I just you know because I normally don't pay attention to the summaries, but I started. I I I did it a couple a few weeks ago. I was like setting up something on my on my DVR or whatever, and I looked and I was like. What I looked at the at the at the summary for that episode of Atlanta. And I was like, "What the?" <laughs> and no, I thought it was they're tremendous. If, and, if, yeah. and if people haven't been looking, uh, it is it is a thing generated by the Atlanta team. I don't know if it's if it's Donald Glover in particular or or what, but right. but yes, uh, they are <laughs> they are definitely. I don't know what to call them because they're not really confrontational but they are a little prickly they're very knowing about how people respond to episode descriptions because people right. go and they want to see what an episode is about and these resolutely do not give you what the episode is about no. but they definitely let you know how someone feels about the episodes yep. from within i think that's hilarious and uh, so i look for look so uh, apparently next week is in black and white Yes, episode. And, and it is, and it is also a standalone. And I assume <laughs> that probably that means that the final episode will be back to the gang, right. which means that when all is said and done, we will have gotten nine episodes, and 
four of them will have been standalone episodes. So, or <laughs> or maybe it's ten episodes and five will have been standalone. In any case, it's a yeah. lot of standalone episodes, and I feel it like is. I want to spend more time with the gang in Europe and. And I guess they just don't feel beholden to giving me what I want. And that's right. probably what the show is about. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, that, that cameo though, in the last one I thought was in the, in the last episode was great. And, uh, and I, and I, and I'm, and I love the show. I will say this about the, uh, the nanny episode. Um, the funeral to me, the funeral scene is by far the, the best. Oh, for sure. In the, I mean, it's just the, the whole, it is really funny because a, a friend of mine and I, we kind of text each other after each episode. And um, and he texted me and uh, and he said, "Man, I've been to funerals exactly like that." And <laughs> it it escalated wonderfully. And um, I, you know, I I think that it probably I think it probably ties well with uh, Darius and the Nigerian restaurant in the episode before, yeah. and yeah, sort yeah. of degrees of appropriation and right. things like. I mean, I think I think there's a lot to chew on in all of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need to take a step back after the full season and kind of reflect on how the yeah. pieces add up. Well, I love that the show does that. I don't know. That's one of the things. I mean, I just love the show. I think Atlanta's amazing. And, you know, it's like, whatever, man. Donald Glover wants to do what Donald Glover wants to do, and I think that's awesome. Um, even if it frustrates some fans of the show. Because <laughs> oh, I was thinking, sure. when I was watching that episode, the nanny episode again, I was like, man, you know, I can imagine people watching this going, what the fuck are we want? What is this? You know, <laughs> I am I am curious because somebody somewhere, because Hulu has all the information, has a sense of if there is an audience out there that has started watching the first two minutes of episodes and stopped watching yep. if it's not an episode with the core cast. Because yep. I feel like there has to be somebody out there who has simply said, I don't care about these standalone anthology episodes. Get back to me when it's uh, Paperboy and Urn in Paris, yeah. yep. London, Amsterdam, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then they, they got that in the last episode, big time. <laughs> so, they did. Yeah. Um, okay, catching up here now. As you know... Um, I told you the last time we visited a couple of weeks ago that I uh, resubscribed uh, to uh, Showtime, um, which I had stopped subscribing to for financial reasons. Uh, but I've resubscribed simply because I want to watch I Love That For You, the new Vanessa Bayer sitcom uh, featuring uh, Molly Shannon and, uh, and Jennifer Lewis, among others. Uh, and Molly Shannon and, and Vanessa Bayer are two of my favorite uh, humans that have ever performed comedy in the history of anything. And so I... I have now subscribed to it and I love the first two episodes of it's it's like it's just all like it's tailor-made for me the one thing that that I I do want to mention though as I mentioned is Jennifer Lewis everybody is you know when you first hear about it you go oh my god Vanessa Bayer Molly Shannon two you know sort of legendary cast members female cast members of SNL boy this should be fun but I I really want to make sure that anytime you mention this someone talks about Jennifer Lewis um, (laughs) because she's so first of all she's always been great but she's hilarious in 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 this show and you know people who are fans of Vanessa Bear and, and Molly Shannon you're gonna get that you're gonna get that in droves but man she's good are you watching um I, I, I love have, that I've seen the I've seen the first two episodes uh no there's the, Jennifer Lewis is is fantastic it yes. is it is one of those strange head scratchers to me that while blackish has been an Emmy favorite of a certain level over the past few years. She hasn't received, I don't think a single Emmy nomination for it. And and that to me is, that to me is a sham because she has been a spectacular scene stealer for nine seasons now on blackish, but she has 
always been great for many years and she is very funny here i'm still not sure after two episodes how i feel about the show itself so i'm i'm not sure i like i appreciate how how committed everybody is to the off-putting cringy aspects of it and i think that it is absolutely vanessa bear doing exactly the thing she wants to be doing and playing to exactly her strengths i just don't quite know what the show is yet but you know i could i have screeners for many more episodes i've just only watched the two and probably will continue to i think jesus i would have watched everything i would have no it's i i i mean look i mean you know i love it i just think it's great and i really you know molly shannon is i i love molly shannon so much and that goes without saying but I, i think she's really great on this show because she's she's doing the work because she could easily just be the over the top caricature of the, you know, the QVC saleswoman, but there's she's doing like subtle stuff in it. I mean, she's doing the Molly Shannon stuff that she's known for, um, that you kind of expect from her. Um, and so the comedy is there, but there's that great, cause she's, I think she's a really terrific actress. And if people have not seen other people, uh, or, or any of the work that's like, like the supporting stuff that she did in White Lotus. Cause I think that Molly Shannon has become maybe not right at the beginning of her career, in the first few seasons of SNL or, you know, stuff like that. But she's become, I think, a really terrific, subtle actress. And I think she's doing great work. And I love that for you better than she needs to do. She could have just done the Molly Shannon thing. And I think she's doing more. I think I am inclined to agree that also. No, she, she definitely, she has the people who know what she does well and they're happy to play to that sort of more subtle side. So Mike White would be the obvious person yeah. who has done it, whether White Lotus or Enlightened. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, when she when she goes in this mode, I think she really has a lot. Of, she has a lot of range because she can go as broad as she wants to and as subtle as she wants to. I think honestly, she's a lot like uh, Bill Hader as an actor. I, think. I agree. I, yep. I don't think every SNL actor has that thing. But if you look at Bill Hader, he can either be incredibly broad when he wants to be, or he can be as subtle as he is sometimes on Barry or in Skeleton Twins or whatever. He yeah. he decides when he wants to be subtle and you, when he wants to be broad. The, so You mentioned Skeleton Twins. I remember seeing that. The first time seeing it, I was like, oh, 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 Bill Hader. Okay. You know what I mean? Because at that point, I was a huge fan of Bill Hader, you know, on SNL. I mean, the guy's amazing. But then when I saw Skeleton Twins, I was like, oh, oh, okay, he can do that. (laughs) I didn't know. You know what I mean? It was one of those performances where I just was like, wow. I was very impressed with uh, the beauty of that performance. And, uh, and, And that was the first time I realized where Bill Hader was more than just impressions and wackiness, you know? And I think probably... Vanessa Bear is doing some is trying to get herself someplace similar here, yeah. and I think you can see it in certain beats. I don't know that I quite see where the volume is being adjusted just yet, but the, yeah. you, you can see both of you can see both of the sides, and I think probably she's done things. She hasn't like had quite the dramatic breakout that uh, that Molly Shannon and Bill Hader have had. Yeah. But you can see the elements of it in this. And and maybe this show will turn out to be it. I, I can't yeah, tell you. And, you know, and, if you, and I, I'm not really sure that, you know, like if you're looking for subtlety that Michael Showalter is the guy to go to as a director. I, not, I mean, I'm not, you know, and I enjoy Michael Showalter and I like his work. And I know that a lot of people, and I think you hated the Tammy Faye movie, um, uh, which I wasn't. I didn't think the movie was great, but I thought Chastain was great in it. 
Uh, but I just don't think if you because but it wasn't a subtle performance by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't think that Vanessa Bear is getting sort of that kind of push from her director because it's Michael Showalter. I, that's... I, do, I don't understand Michael Showalter. And it, and I don't mean that entirely negatively. I think he often does things with surprising amounts of subtlety. And then sometimes he he doesn't like I, I did think that the Tammy Faye movie was a bad movie. And yeah. but I th- and I think that he's done TV stuff that has also been bad. I thought that Apple TV's The Shrink Next Door was fairly bad. And a lot of what was bad about it was that the direction was not particularly precise. On the other hand, I thought that he directed uh, a lot of the episodes of The Dropout extremely well and established a lot of tone that was very complicated in that. I think yeah. he... Uh, you know, he directed a lot of early search party episodes, and that's a show that is an incredibly precise piece of tone. Uh, Love on Netflix is another show. Oh, that yeah. Really just a, just a oh, tricky yeah. piece of tone yeah, that I think yeah. he did really well with. So, like, I really don't think I ever know when I go into yeah, something that Michael Showalter directed what I forgot, it's going to be. I forgot about Love, and, and, uh, and you know, I uh, forgot about that. And that's, I mean... Gillian Jacobs, well, shit, if you want to talk about subtlety and a beautiful performance, my God, uh, she was so good in that. Um, so, yeah. All right, he's a mystery. He's he an is. enigma. He, he's an he, enigma. He can sometimes be extremely good, and sometimes he can be utter <laughs> crap, and you just right. don't know going in. Okay. All right. Well, I'm enjoying I Love That For You, and I'm happy that I have Showtime for the time being. And so because I have Showtime, uh, I've been sort of like trying to get my fill of Showtime stuff. I've been watching The First Lady, which I think is okay. Um, speaking of another Gillian, but it's a Jillian, uh, Jillian Armstrong, <laughs> and and, um, and uh, Viola Davis, and uh, the wonderful Michelle Pfeiffer. My God, I love her. Um, so I think that that. What do you think of the First Lady? I have not watched any of it because I am, and this is this is just a matter of personal fatigue. I am tired of these latex pieces of history from from Showtime. I, I just they've they've done too many of them uh, and none of them have been any good. They had the Fox News thing with uh, Russell Crowe in a fat suit. It was very bad. They had the thing with uh, Brendan Gleeson playing Donald Trump. It wasn't horrible, but it was completely unnecessary. They've had a bunch of I, things like that. Okay. And it, all right. It just well, fatigues me. I, okay, Dan, I don't have the fatigue because I just got Showtime two weeks ago. So, <laughs> uh, and I decide, and I like all three of those actresses very much. Um, so I decided I would give it a shot. And I don't think it's great, but it's fun to watch them. And I am especially. I've just been, you know, a Michelle Pfeiffer fan. I, geez, since yeah, since the Hollywood Nights. That's how long. I I just love her. Um, so it's fun to watch. Now you did mention a show that I had heard about. And buzzed about. People were talking about it. And that's <laughs> buzzed. Buzzed, buzzed about. Oh, see, there you go. I didn't even realize. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Look at this. Hold on. There Indeed. you go. Indeed. Well, um, well earned. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know what? I also, I think I deserve this. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and <laughs> I love Nick's show. Well, it's Yellow Jackets is the show that I'm talking about. You mentioned it. I've heard so much about it on the social media. People were watching it. It became like a huge uh, thing. And uh, I ripped through it in two sittings, uh, all 10 episodes. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and you kind of said, hey, I think you'll like this. You said that the, ne- the last time we were 
we were together. Uh, what, what's your take really quickly? I mean, we're talking about a show that debuted, you know, six months ago, seven months yeah. ago. But we're still talking about a show that I suspect many, many people haven't seen. So yeah. if we can get a handful more people interested, then by all means. Uh, yeah. No, I, li- I like this show very much. I like its total dark zaniness. It is absolutely a zany show. It is a yes, show it is. That you, where you are constantly going, well, I guess they just did that. <laughs> yeah. um, sure. Uh, it has things about it that I like more and things about it I like less. Like I definitely, and and this is, you know, just a personal preference on the storytelling thing. I, I happen to be more interested in the survival aspect of the story out in the wilderness and all of that stuff than I do about whether the main character is going to get elected to city council or whatever it is that she's running for. And yet that part of the story does have... Uh, Melanie Linsky, who is fantastic and and have sort of having a moment. And so, yeah. you know, blessed for that. And I think that that what Christina Ricci is doing is is wonderfully bonkers. And I really appreciate <laughs> the heck out of how bonkers what she's doing is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's and it's, Juliette Lewis and Juliette Lewis. Ju- Juliette Lewis love. also quite good. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I like the I, I love the sort of the feeling of the late nineties-ness of it. The soundtrack is, is tremendous. It is absolutely and completely the soundtrack to my high school beginning of college years. So it is, it is very much kind of in my brain. And yeah, I, I just like that. I haven't for the most part been able to predict where things are going and I can't predict from any episode to episode, what the tone is going to be. Sometimes it is horrifying and scary. Other times it is, just kind of silly and often wonderfully silly. Uh, yeah, I, I like the show very much. I understand why some people might tune it out because they can't handle some of the intensity of it, but yeah. uh, it doesn't well, bother me. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I love it. And you knew I would. I mean, I think that's why you suggested it. Uh, and, and I ripped through it in two sessions. I, I went through all uh, 10 episodes um, and I can't wait. I don't know what they're going to do for a second season. Exactly. Um, I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think that the the young and you know you mentioned the survival because what happens is that, that this soccer team teenage soccer team is going to to the nationals uh, and they end up in a plane crash on the way there and they're in the middle of uh, the wilderness and they have to survive and uh, and the, and it's intercut with uh, present day the older versions the the, the women in their forties versions of of these characters and slowly the story is told and the secrets are let out about what happened while they were on this, uh, in this wilderness after the plane crash and uh, how it has affected their lives and what's going on with them now. Um, so that, I mean that in the vaguest of, of ways, but it, it takes, and like you said, I don't know, like I'm watching and I'm like, I have no clue where this is going to go. It could go anywhere. And that's one of the things that I love about it is that it just goes, I mean, it's a nutty show. It's a really nutty show. <laughs> so, but I, 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 I'm, I'm with it. Uh, I was with it 100%, and I, and I loved watching it. And I do, you know, you mentioned the survival aspect of it. Those young actresses are all tremendous. All of the, uh, all of the young actresses, one of them, Sophie Turner's from Chicago, who was actually coached by an acting friend of mine and um, said that as soon as this girl walked into the room to, you know, to work with her, she's like, she's going to get something big immediately. Um, and she plays the younger version of Juliette Lewis's character, and she's fantastic. Uh, the girl from Santa Clara Diet, the daughter from uh, the Santa Clara Diet, who I love, and I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on her name. That would, she's be, wonderful. that would be Liv Hewson. 
love her and she's great in it. All the young actresses are tremendous. Uh, the girl who plays the young Christina Ricci is insane and lovely and hilarious. And it is, uh, it's gross and weird. And there's a little touch of cannibalism in there for anybody who cares. Um, it's a bonkers show, a truly bonkers show, but man, thank you for telling me, uh, <laughs> that I should watch it. It was the first thing I watched after I watched the first episode. I've loved that for you. I started watching yellow jackets and I went just tore through it and it's great for people who want to catch up. It's great. It is a very entertaining show. Have you gotten to The Man Who Fell to Earth yet? Not yet. No, because I just finished Yellow Jackets and um, just <laughs> once, finished it the other day. Once you once you commit to a ten episode binge of Yellow Jackets, I understand other yeah, things have I to wait a on little, the side. And I'm and I'm still watching regular stuff, you know, like uh, <laughs> uh, 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 regular stuff. And so going back, but I will, yes, I will definitely catch up with The Man uh, Who Fell to Earth and whatever else I can squeeze in in the you know nine episode run or ten episode run of I Love That for You. So. Uh, but anyway, so Showtime. I'm catching up on some Showtime stuff. So, wow. All right. Hey, uh, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, HBO Max for a second as we uh, before before we do. go to the yeah, before yeah. we go to that. I have to find out. Did you cry at the Better Things finale? Oh God! What are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, I just had to. I I wanted to make sure we at least acknowledge <laughs> the tears. <laughs> yes. But what are you nuts? Yes. <laughs> Yes, the first and second time I watched it. Yes. Oh man, I'm gonna miss that show, and I can't wait uh, to see what what Pamela Adlon and that cast uh, do next. Um, yeah, no, I cried. Of course, I cried. I just, I had, I had to hear that. So, yeah. excellent. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm a human. I'm a human being with a heart. So, of course, yes, I cried. <laughs> um, yes, and it was lovely, and I and better things. I'm, uh, you know, it, I I love it. So. Uh, HBO Max, um, I continued to start to watch the, we talked about it. We don't have to mention it again, uh, but the, uh, a Tokyo Vice, um, which I is fine, but I still don't make it a priority now. Um, so, seems about right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I started watching the staircase. <clears throat> Tell us about the staircase. You reviewed that one a few days ago. I did. Uh, so The Staircase is, as you say, it is an HBO Max uh, drama, and it is adapted from the fairly seminal documentary series from 2005 from uh, Jean-Xavier de l'Estrade, uh, which is kind of a, it's a, a key text in recent true crime storytelling. Uh, in my review, I, I made it clear that without The Staircase, there would be no serial without the staircase. There would be no the jinx. There would also probably be no Tiger King, and maybe we'd be a little bit better off for that. But you know, anyway, it is a it is a wildly important documentary, and the documentary focuses on a murder trial from the early aughts in the uh, Durham, North Carolina area. Uh, Michael Peterson, who was a well known local author, newspaper columnist, and occasional political candidate was uh, tried over a multi-year period with murdering his wife. And he claimed that she had fallen down the stairs. Uh, obviously, the prosecutors claimed that he had beaten her many times and killed her. And there were many, many, many twists over the years. The miniseries stars uh, Colin Firth as Michael Peterson, Tony Collette as his late wife, and it features, among other people, um, let's see, who does it? Michael Stolberg. Uh, yes, Michael Stolberg. Juliet, Juliet, Juliet Binoche. 
Juliet Binoche kind of randomly, uh, but yeah. you'll Parker see in Posey. a few episodes. You'll Parker see in a few Posey. episodes what she's doing there. Parker Posey with a very thick Southern accent. Uh, Dean DeHaan being creepy and twitchy because really? that's what he does. That's, is he really doing that? Yeah, so that's a um, <laughs> you have so, you have Sophie Turner from uh from Game of Thrones, uh bunches of people. Rosemary DeWitt definitely not being used enough, but you know, she's got to work. Uh lots and lots of people. So yes, it is it is sort of partially a true crime scripted version of the case. It also is partially about the documentary that was being made at that time and kind of just about how do we construct our versions of truth and how do we construct them in different ways and where does the actual truth fall in? Um, and, and, and I thought it had more to say than it, than your typical true crime adaptation. Cause there have been so many true crime scripted from a documentary, from a podcast, limited series in recent weeks slash months. Uh, another one premiered on Monday, uh, Candy with Jessica Biel and once again, Melanie Linsky, which apparently is based on a story so exciting, the story of a woman who hacked her best friend to bits with a uh, axe in Texas in 1980, that there's going to be a second limited series about the exact same case starring Elizabeth Olsen in a few months. So Jeez. everything is based on true crime these days, and it's a little bit exhausting, if we're being perfectly honest. Yeah. But this one I thought we, we, was interesting enough. We just got, I mean, we just got over that uh, Renee Zellweger thing. Um, uh, we, we definitely that that is in the genre and definitely one that we we either got over or decided that we didn't need to finish. That would be what I did. I, oh, I, I'm I, with you. On, I was the latter. <laughs> I, yes, I was the latter on that. I did not need to finish that. Um, so what did you what did you think? Of I watched the first watched? I've, I've, there's three episodes available on HBO Max. and I watched the first two. Um, I think it's really good. I like it. Now, I don't. I'm not into the the murder podcasts or I'm not the you know the real murder thing is not my it's not my thing. I know a lot of people are kind of obsessed with it and they do and I know personally I have a friend Jen Bosworth Ramirez is a good friend of mine, great actress, wonderful woman. Can't get enough of real crime. Like <laughs> is like scarily obsessed with it to the point where her husband is like, "Hey, listen, you need to calm down a little bit." Um so I'm not like into that, but this cast, I mean, I'll watch Tony Collette do anything. I just think she's the bee's knees, man. Uh, going back to Yellow Jackets, no. Uh, <laughs> but I just think she's, I think she's amazing. I'll watch her do anything, and I love the cast. So I like it. I think it's, I think it's solid. I'm going to continue to watch it. Um, so, yeah, and I think it mostly because of the cast. Again, the true life crime thing is not really something that I get sucked into easily. Um, but because of this cast and the quality of it, um, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely on board. Uh, after after two episodes, and I'll watch the third one, which is available now. So I think it is. I think it is thoughtfully produced, and I think that some of these have not been. Uh, Antonio Campos is the creator and the director, and his credits include uh, the indie movies After School and Simon Killer, which I thought were both very interesting. Uh, the Rebecca Hall movie Christine, which is actually in some ways similar because it's sort of more of a feature true crime, but it's also. Uh, how do we process these things where we've seen the yeah. crime play out before our eyes and we've and, tried to understand the truth and, from it. So. And you mentioned Rebecca Hall, who is another one of those actresses who I will watch do anything. <laughs> she, For my money, the best performance given by a human last year was her in The Night House, by far. And she turned out to be an amazing director, too, last year. I love Rebecca Hall. 
I will watch her do anything. I'm trying to think if that implies that there was like an Air Bud movie last year or something where you thought that there was a better performance given by a golden <laughs> retriever, but you're <laughs> yeah. attempting to make I, it clear I, that by that for humans, Rebecca I mean, Hall was tops. I'm saying uh, whatever sex, whatever, whatever, by an actress or an actor or any anybody in the world, the, the best performance given by anybody last year was Rebecca Hall's amazing performance in The Night House. I just think she's incredible in everything, and I loved her in that. And, uh, and yeah, so. But, but she's great, I think. Um, and and, and how, many, how many episodes total of The Staircase is there? It's a miniseries? I, be- I believe there are eight. I have seen five or six so far. I can no longer keep track of anything at all. And I am definitely curious because for people who know the case and to some degree know the documentary and its later incarnation on Netflix, the point that they got up to in the screeners, they're beginning to get in the direction of, quote unquote, the owl theory. And for people who are interested in the case, they will be curious to see how that is handled. And I am very curious to see mm. how that will be handled. Okay. Okay. Well, terrific cast and and a, and a, and a pretty pretty well presented uh, uh, show and, I, and I'm going to continue watching it. That's the star, uh, staircase. Hey, uh, do we need more Star Trek? That's my question. My inclination would be on a basic level. No, we don't. But, um, but the newest of these Star Treks on Paramount Plus premiered last week. Which, and that would I'm be... sorry, by the way, the offer sucks. Let's move on. I told you I wasn't I, know, li- I, I wasn't lying. I, I know, I know. You mentioned Paramount Plus, and I just wanted to let you know that I uh, uh, the offer sucks. So okay, we can continue uh, now with Star Trek. Did you, <laughs> Did you like Giovanni Ribisi playing Slingblade though? Uh oh. Man. <laughs> A simple good God, no, I didn't would no, be entirely no, appropriate. For God's sake, no. Uh, no. <laughs> um, and, uh, so anyway, okay. yes, the offer's <laughs> awful. Um, yes. <laughs> but we talked about that last time. Uh, yeah. Star Trek Strange New Worlds is better than that. Uh, it is the thing I find most likable about it is that it's very clearly somebody saying, okay, yes, we tried making some somewhat more mythologized, gritty, contemporary, modern, whatever Star Trek series is. And that's how we started off with the Paramount Plus brand. So there was Discovery, there was Picard. What if we go back to doing something that's like the original series, something that is kind of bright, occasionally colorful, where it's entirely episodic, where the characters just go to different planets each week and interact with weird aliens. And that's what the show is, just like the original show once Mm -hmm. was. Can we go back to that? And the answer is, yeah, you kind of can. So that's what Strange New Worlds is. It is, it's a Muppet Babies style Star Trek prequel-y thing, because it's about Captain Christopher Pike, who was the uh, the captain of the Enterprise before James Tiberius Kirk. And so he, at that point, before Captain Kirk came on, he was working with an assortment of people, including Spock, Uhura, Nurse Chapel, etc. And so we see young versions of all of those characters. But in very, very traditional Star Trek fashion, they have adventures each week and they keep going through the universe because they're on a five-year mission to meet different alien species and, you know, be diplomatic and stuff. That is all it is. Right. It, and, and I appreciated that. And so I've seen five episodes and completely and totally in 
the same tradition as the original and, you know, the early years of Generations and all of that, they're very much hit and miss episodes. And it's going to depend on what people's interests are. I liked the lighter episodes, and I think I liked the lighter episodes specifically because of how dark and broody Paramount Plus's Star Trek shows have been. But, you know, for heaven's sakes, there's a body swap episode if you watch long enough. And <laughs> that's that's all I require every once in a while is just a <laughs> completely random body swap episode. Um, it's It's got a very solid cast. I think Anson Mount is a good leading man. I think there are four young actresses in the cast who are all potential breakouts. So you have uh, Celia Rose Gooding, who plays Uhura. You have Christina Chong, who plays La'an Noonien Singh, who is a relation of of Khan. So at cool. least she's got, she's got that in her history. Uh, uh-huh. You've got Jess Bush, who plays Nurse Chapel. And then you have Melissa uh, Navia, who plays a, a helmsman on the Enterprise. And all four of them, I think, are really very good. Any of them could be breakouts. You know, this is not a show that's going to appeal to people who don't like Star Trek shows, but I think it absolutely is a show that could appeal to people who didn't like the first few Paramount Plus Star Trek shows and want to get back to the Star Trek they think they remember. I think this is going to be a lot like that for people. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it just seems to me like there's like a Star Trek thing on Paramount Plus every 15 minutes. Like the Picard thing is big. And uh, and, uh, I mean, Star Trek is, man, I mean, people love the Star Trek, I guess, huh? I don't know that necessarily that's even necessarily true. I just think that the people who love the Star Trek love it specifically and distinctively enough that if you're a streaming service, you know that however many people that is, even if it's only a couple million, you can keep them on your service by basically giving them a new Star Trek every couple months. And so, you know, Discovery, Picard, this, there's the animated comedy Lower Decks. Right. There's also right. a uh, another animated show that is more youth skewing. I'm, I'm with Captain Janeway. I'm blanking on what it's called because mm. they didn't send out screeners ahead of time. And so I okay. didn't care. <laughs> but a little bit like the Pentaveret on Netflix, which... I've just oh, pretended, which Jesus. I've just pretended didn't exist because oh. Netflix didn't want critics to review it, and so I can't. Don't even seriously. I don't. I, w- just... I, I don't know, and 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 you know, it's, I... it would probably not amuse me, and therefore I know better, oh, and so onward. Oh my god! <laughs> right, sorry, I'm just like the least. Mike Myers is just like I can't express how much I can't stand Mike Myers. It's impossible to measure. Uh... <laughs> I, you know, I have liked him in things in the past. I have also disliked him significantly much more and much more frequently. And this looked terrible, but, but Netflix didn't want critics to watch it. And I wasn't going to be one of those critics who, who watched it after it premiered and backed into giving Netflix the publicity. So I just ignored it. I think that I, I, well, I'm not even, I can't even, I can't do it. I can't imagine watching two minutes of that. (laughs) I'd rather eat broken glass. I swear. I, I just... God, I can't stand him. All right. Anyway, uh, what, what are you what are you looking forward to? What are you writing about next? What are we going to see if we go to the fine print? Uh, some of the uh, some of the stuff you've been writing about. Most of the things that I'm working on currently uh, are either under embargo or I haven't finished watching them, so I can't talk about Time Traveler's Wife yet. I can't okay. talk about Netflix's The Lincoln Lawyer yet, but I should. By the time this comes out, I should maybe have my review of the new season of Hacks up. I don't know. Have you watched? Hacks? Have we talked about it? I have not watched it. No. You you should watch it just okay. because 
A, it's pretty good. Uh, B, surely you appreciate Gene Smart as a national treasure. All sane people do. Absolutely, of course. Then you should absolutely watch it. I think you would also like Hannah Einbinder, who you would also like because she's Lorraine Newman's daughter, and that would amuse you. Okay, that's it. I'm done. See? I know know the things that that will get you interested. Yes, you do. So you should check it out. Um, And the new season, which premieres this week, I've seen six episodes of it, and it is also very good. Some people think the show's great. I don't think it's great. I do think it's very very good and I think Gene Smart is fantastic and I think Hannah Einbinder is just a lot of fun and she's getting better and better so Great. that's okay. that's the best thing that I'm talking about all right there you week. go Dan Feinberg always working always watching TV the fine print f-i-e-n the fine print.com Hollywood reporter and uh, we'll uh, talk again in a couple of weeks and I'm sure there'll be just an overload of television for all of us to talk about Always is. Looking forward to the next time, Nick. Okay, Dan. Thanks very much. Uh, And uh, that is, of course, the great uh, Dan Feinberg. Uh, He will join us in a couple of weeks. Check out thefineprint.com. You know what else is awesome and fine? Esmeralda Leon. Oh, let's hear it. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. about that Esma because she's the Esma. Hi, Esmeralda. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something clever. <laughs> well, you're going to wait a long time, Esmeralda. That's gonna, if you're waiting for that, you've been, well, clearly you've been waiting since you met me <laughs> and you'll continue waiting. I could uh, have uh, Ted Knight say this. I'll give you asthma. There you go. There you go. See, that was clever. I Very think. clever. I'll give you right? asthma. That's right. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. I was um, struggling with the possibility that I might ha- have had the Willie McCovid. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't. I guess I don't. Good. I have a cold. Those things happen. But yeah, for a little while over the weekend, I was feeling like crap. And then so I was I didn't go to Gale Street Inn on Saturday. You know how well mm-hmm. I look forward to that? But because I, I felt mm-hmm. really terrible. Um, had the scratchy throat and the coughing and the, you know, the sort of congestion. And I was blowing more snot out of my nose than, you know, than lava out of a volcano in a Tommy Lee Jones movie. What and color was it? <laughs> it was it was not heavy, green, ugly stuff. It was just sort of snotty. What does that mean? Well, I mean, like, sometimes you get, like, more clear than the green, you know, nasty stuff. Well, green means essentially, like, it's infected or something. Yeah, and I didn't, none of that. It was just, so like, it was just regular. clear? Yeah, pretty Maybe clear. Maybe yellow? But, but lots of it. You know what I mean? Well, that's like good. It, well, that's good then. Yeah, there was just lots it's, of it's, it. Yeah, it's a little, it's, it's. Not concerning, but it means that you got some kind of something if it's yeah. green. No, I know. I realize that. And I and that was also, but I didn't, I wanted to make sure I didn't want to go to Gale Street if, with the possibility of having Willie McCovid, as I've been right, calling Right. And it, just because, blowing. 
yeah. green snot on everyone. On every hey, how you doing? <laughs> Enjoy your ribs. Wow, <laughs> you know. I, but anyway, so I t- I took a couple of the rapid deals just to see, mm-hmm. and I and it said they were negative, and then I realized, well, you know what it is? It's a cold. Right. <laughs> we still get those. You know what I mean? It's I have a yeah. bit of the flu and I have a cold, and then I ended up going over to my parents' house Sunday night. Um, I felt better. I still, you know, had a little bit of a cough and, and the blowy nosy, but a lot of mm-hmm. the other symptoms, you know, went, went away and I had taken the two rapid tests and they were both negative. So I went over to my parents' house and we watched, uh, the wrestling pay-per-view on Mother's Day because that's what you oh, do. Oh, that's, that's lovely. You order pizza and you watch the wrestling pay-per-view, which was, you know, a lot of fun. But anyway, uh, yeah. So for, for a few days I was like, uh oh, I might have the Covey. I might have the, the, the rice I'm not sure. So, uh, but I don't, I have just have a cold and we always have to, now we have to adjust ourselves, I guess, Esmeralda to thinking, wait a minute, we can still just get colds in the flu. That yeah. Can still you can just, just get regular thing. sick. Yeah. And that's what I am. I'm regular <laughs> sick. <laughs> now, so you were telling me uh, a little bit that you, you were concerned a little bit. You had a little bit of a concern about the, about the, uh, right. Yeah. I might have COVID. I you don't might have, you might have the Willie McCoy. I don't know yet. The uh-huh. the the jury's still out. They're okay. still deliberating. Okay. Because I want to go get a PCR test. So for me, that's going to be the yeah <clears throat> the main. Do you not trust the 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 one that you do at home? Do you not trust that one? Mm-mm. Oh, I okay. do and I don't. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I I guess I put my full trust in the two that I took. I yeah I do and I don't because okay. I almost feel like user error. No, I know. I, yeah, okay, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, considering I'm a moron, maybe maybe I'm loaded with COVID. I don't know. I could be I could be riddled with COVID right now. Um, and- <laughs> but I, I took a PCR test, so I went to a CVS and got the PCR test gotcha. done. When does that so, result come in? In a few days. Okay. They they so don't really tell you. Is your life on hold now because of that? Like some um, of the stuff- yeah, for a minute. I mean, I feel a little better knowing that I did take a rapid. Yes. And it's and it was negative. Yeah. And I don't have, I mean, I have maybe one symptom, but I don't know if that is COVID or if that is just me having sinus issues because I always have sinus problems. See, that's the thing now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like I said, Esmeralda, like all of my symptoms, you know what my symptoms were? They were symptoms that could be like, oh shit, it's COVID. Or I don't know, I have a cold and a bit of the flu. <laughs> right. That's, that's what, and that's ultimately what it was. That's ultimately what it is. So hopefully what you have, and after having a negative, you know, uh, quick test, um, hopefully what you have is just your dumbass sinuses. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I don't have, like, um, I don't have a fever. Yep. Um, can you taste headaches, and smell? I can taste and smell stuff. Yeah. Something like my sore throat, I'm just thinking, I'm assuming it's because I just have perpetual post-nasal drip yeah i'm sure you <laughs> that i really fine. should take care of better but i don't because i'm right. just lazy about it and i'm right, like oh right. whatever well i'm glad that you can taste and smell because we're going to do one more taste test by the way that segment has gone over gangbusters esmeralda oh good uh i'm getting feedback from people that loved our taste test of horrible candy uh, of weird tasting and weird flavored candy. If you've not heard it, it's the last episode. It's episode 32, the Stephen Toblowski episode, which, 
by the way, the Stephen Tobolowsky episode. The last episode, we've gotten a lot of traction on that last episode. Nice. Because, I mean, Tobolowsky is a, you know, that's a home run every time, as you know. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and then us tasting that shit candy was, people were loving it. Uh, and I have to I have to tell you, Esmeralda, the feedback that I've been getting on your reaction to tasting cummies um, <laughs> has been very special. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, we'll taste ketchup-flavored candy today from Archie McPhee. Yes. Okay, we'll um, do that. I like ketchup. I do too. So. <laughs> and ketchup, but the thing, is, the thing about ketchup, though, this one isn't. I mean, we're going to do what we've we've decided to. Esmeralda actually came up with the idea because if it's a good idea, Esmeralda comes up with it. If it's oh, fucking wow. stupid, if it's fucking well, stupid, thanks. it's me. I come up with it. Um, <laughs> but to 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 do one every every time we meet, just like taste a candy because we have a bag full of them. Right. So why not taste a candy on every episode? <laughs> Excuse me. That's my COVID acting up. God. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, so we'll do that. We got Archie McPhee's ketchup hard candy that we will mm-hmm. taste later. Yes. Uh, on the uh, on the program. Did you have a nice weekend? Otherwise. Uh, yeah, I got to see some <laughs> my friend's band. You got to see your friend's band, which is why you think you might have COVID because of that. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. I thought I had COVID earlier last week. It started to kick in. Actually, the, and I told you this: the last time we recorded was on Thursday. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it started to to hit me at that time. And I remember telling you before we taped, I said, if I turn my mic off, if you hear silence on my end, that means I'm blowing my nose or coughing. Um, and so I started to think, oh, shit, I think I might have COVID. And I can trace it back to going to two concerts two nights in a row. I went to see Suzanne Vega twice last week. Yeah. And that was my first, uh, you know, venture into a music venue, seeing a live show since well before COVID, since the, you know, the lockdown and everything. Um, I wore a mask at Old Town School, but I didn't at Space in Evanston. Um, and then I immediately, like, when the symptoms started, I'm like, oh, shit, I got it because I didn't wear a mask and I was at these two concerts and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, of course, I thought, because I met, I, I met and talked with Suzanne Vega after the show in Evanston and took pictures <laughs> and stuff. I met and talked with her, and, you know, and I'm like, you know what, maybe I gave COVID to Suzanne Vega, you know? <laughs> Which, she'll which never come on the podcast if you now she'll never come on yeah we're trying to we've been like, trying I'm to sorry work out, i gave you covid sorry i gave you covid would you like to be on my podcast that you won't get paid for <laughs> and i do from my dining room would you like to because it's really <laughs> so but anyway uh so hopefully you know you're you are waiting for your your uh your your real test to come back yeah well yeah um yeah let's ho- we'll see we'll see Okay, but you I'm, feel fine. I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling fine. Okay, all right. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. I think the lesson here is, everybody, listen. Don't uh, go anywhere. Apparently, don't that's what my mom told don't, me. She's like, don't, don't, don't. Why are you going anywhere? Just don't leave the house like, ever. <sighs> well, I yeah. know part. I don't know, mom. Part of the part of part of me earning a uh, earning a living is I have to leave my house. Uh, so, well, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, but th- I think the lesson here is that, you know what, you can still just get a little bit of the flu and the cold. You can just get that. that yeah. happens. Or so. allergies. Or allergies. They still exist. You can still just have that. It's not always going to be the rice So, uh, or the Millie- Willie McCovid. So, um, anyway... Uh, so we have these un, I, I, I saw this article and immediately thought this would be fun for us to bat around, you know, cause you know what, Esmeralda, I'm a man and you're a woman. I don't know if you knew that or not. Really? 
now. When did that happen? I don't know what. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, boy. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and yeah. I love Nick's show. Speaking of women. Hi, I'm Carrie yeah, Russell, and I, <laughs> I love Nick's show. Okay, just, uh, I'll see you. Uh, there you go. See you in a little bit. Do you think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. Okay. Um, You've got a lot of people there. They all the just way. hang out. They, they As soon as yeah. I open the door, everybody just starts coming in. I don't know. Uh-oh. Who cares? All right. Wow. So Star-studded, though. Star-studded. And, and my dad is coming. He's on the way. He's going to knock all yeah. those people off the back porch because he's got a joke to tell. <laughs> so uh, I saw this article first. The first thing I saw was like this article about sort of unwritten rules that men have. It was... <clears throat> mm-hmm. It was sort of like a uh, a dialogue between men. They interviewed these each guy, which I'm sure was a really uh, a great uh, swad of intelligence right there, about <laughs> rules that are unwritten that guys have. And so I gave mm-hmm. that article to you, mm-hmm. and then I found an article which is 36 unofficial rules uh, that 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 women have, like women that they live by. Most of them are kind of like codes that women have with other women. Right, and, of course, and this and the other one, the men thing is is sort of the same thing. So I thought you could read the man code, and I could tell you whether it's true or not, mm-hmm. and then I could read the woman code stuff, and you can tell me if that's true or not. Does that sound like a yeah, like a thing? Let's do it. Now, here's the weird thing, though, Esmeralda. I mm-hmm. I never pick some of these women rules that I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. I never pictured you like there's some here that I don't think apply to you, Esmeralda, because I think you're an exception to a lot of rules as a woman and as a human. Oh, and maybe, well, maybe I guess I we'll e- find out. Well, like, should, I, should I explain that? Why I think that or? Um, sure. Because a lot of the stereotypical, almost sometimes uh, cliched, almost offensive quote unquote women do this all the time. You know the house stand ups mm. say, hey, yeah, yeah, when I got home I left a toilet seat up. My wife was bitching about it. Fuck. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, hey, they, my wife, she shops. I can't stop her from shopping. You know, like that <laughs> she stupid shops. Yeah, my wife, she sh- I can't stop her. All she does, like, hey, where am I well, I'm gonna go out and buy shoes. You got eighty pair. You know what I mean? Women always <laughs> be shopping. They always be shopping <laughs> women be shopping yeah so that kind of stuff and i don't Mm -hmm. think you fall into that category and like the whole some of these like the behavior that women have cliched women in groups of women have i don't think Mm -hmm. you do that as as, yeah the way that i know you i don't see you like (laughs) i don't see you giggling with other women (laughs) you know and i don't yeah no i don't i don't tend to (laughs) I don't tend to giggle with other women usually. And I also don't see you going hanging out with the gals and then going, when are we going to go on a spa date? I don't see that from you. Do you know? I mean, I would, but by myself. <laughs> that's See, exactly. Like, that's exactly. I'm going to go do that on my own. I'll see I think you later. That's, I think that's one of the many reasons why I love you as much as I do <laughs> is because it's like, let's go shopping and get our nails done. And you'd be like, fuck off. I mean, that's the see, way. I'm, I'm going to do that by myself. Exactly. That's why you rule. So I think some of these that I read to you, you're just going to go, oh, please. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Most likely, yes. I will agree. Okay, yes. cool. <laughs> and I, think, I also think that that's why this is going to be fun. It's just like your reaction to some of these. You're going to be like, yeah. why, why would you even? You know? The man ones, we'll see. 
Yeah. I'm not re- I I saw the headline and I read maybe one or two of them okay. and then immediately I was like I want to save this for the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I sent it to you and then I also posted up uh, the unwritten rules of women and I read a few of those and I was like okay, let me just, let's be more spontaneous and just do this while we while we're on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Should I start should I start with one of the rules? Go for it. Okay. So basically, I this is what's going to happen Esmeralda. When this segment mm-hmm. is through, when we are done with this, People are going to learn more about men and women and their psyches than any Pulitzer Prize winning study has ever done. Wow. That's the scientific research, I guess, that will happen right now. Yeah. The science in motion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think... people will be listening to this episode for years, <laughs> years later. And just study it and, I, like, teach it. Here's, I agree. And here's the deal, Esmeralda. I, we should, get, as soon as we're done recording, you and I should just, like, hook up and get ready to send this to the Nobel Committee. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, because, you know. That's right. I'll give you inevitable. asthma. I'll give you asthma. <laughs> All right. Um, God, we turn it in. They'll be like, what do you, I don't know. What, what is this? What the hell? Why is, why, oh, wait. What? Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and yeah. I love Nick's show. You know, the no, the Nobel Committee was like, we were taking it seriously until Carrie Russell kept ringing the doorbell and coming in. Yeah. Very unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so these are just your basic, this is some goofy shit that we found online, and, you know, mm-hmm. we could, we can, like, expound upon it. And All right, here's the first, the very first one that's on there, on this article. Um, is uh, the first one is wait until your friend is in their house. So this is friendship commandments of a, of the girl code is what some of these are. Wait until yes. your friend is in their house before you drive away. Um, I usually don't drive, so right. Um, but we, you know, usually you'll walk someone to their respective home. Now is that, close, is that is that is that or just, at least uh, to the train? Isn't that just? But I mean, isn't that just sort of like common courtesy, and it doesn't really have to be specific to what sex you are? Don't you just want to uh, wait till? Well, I don't know. Like, is it? Because I think that like if you drop someone off, and I've dr- I've dropped people off over the years. I don't drive now, but I used to. Yeah, I would always, especially if it was at night, you know. Uh, or and if it was anybody, was man. Yeah. I would wait Man, until woman, the, child. Yeah, I would wait until they got in before I drove off. I don't know. I mean, well, there you go. Me, then it's then it's a unisex thing, <laughs> I guess. Hey, by the way, speaking of, I got very confused at space in Evanston. Have you been to space in Evanston? I have not. I got very confused was... because there's a they the the bathrooms are all unisex. Mm-hmm. There because they're all singles. You know what I mean? Like they're all like they're right. You know, you're so, um, but like the sign was uh, 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 strange because it was like, yeah, it was a, it was a, you know, your, your generic, uh, you know, person, you know, like the mm-hmm. person, you know, the person that slips on the wet floor on the mop sign, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. The person that's waiting to cross the street, you know, that generic, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that stick figure, but uh, the, the left side was a skirt and the right side was pants. On the on the door. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, this is unisex, I guess. I don't know. I just found it very... I don't think I've ever seen that before. So, like, the person was wearing both a skirt and, like, pants. 
and because it didn't say men or women, it didn't say both, it didn't say unisex, it didn't say gender, no non-gender specific. You know what I mean? Right. It didn't say every person or every human can use this. It just had the the that generic guy who likes to cross the street against the light and slip on you know wet pavements. <laughs> he wearing... also likes to wear a combo of half skirt, half pants. Yeah, that's know? what. It, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I've never. That's weird. So. Have you ever seen that? Like half skirt, half pants? I think I have. I was a little confused. But I will say this. Hey, you know what they have at the, in the unisex bathrooms uh, at, the, um, at, the, at the space in Evanston? Mm. They have a little teeny handle that sticks out of the toilet seat lid so that you can lift it out without touching it in case you oh, need to lift it. And I was that's like, nice. No, I thought it was spectacular. I thought it was the greatest <laughs> thing I was like, this is so goddamn cool. So you don't have to touch the toilet seat lid and to pull to to put it up. Or in case, hey, you're a guy, like, you know, the guy, the guy thing. Because we're gonna leave the toilet seat up anyway. Cause that's just what we do. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> we do that. We leave toilet seats up. Did it also have the thing for the door, for the main door? Do you know they have um oh, yeah, sometimes the, they'll have the, the a foot, thing? foot pedal. Yep, they yeah. had that too. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They had the foot pedal. They had the foot pedal and the handle on the toilet seat. It was it was fantastic and a confusing like oh okay as long, if I'm wearing a dress or pants or preferably at the same time. <laughs> so, but but the whole toilet seat being up thing. Here's you know, you know we're getting into this men behavior, women behavior thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never here's here's what I don't understand. I don't understand leaving the toilet seat up. I don't. I don't understand why it happens. I don't right. understand how it happens, and I. I don't understand it because um, I have lived with women. I have lived with guys, mm-hmm. and I have lived mm-hmm. on my own. And I live on my own. I live alone. So that means it's only me getting up in the middle of the night and pissing. It's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, without question, every single time I use the toilet, be it number one or number two or any combination of the three. Or the two. <laughs> or 14. Or 15. <laughs> Not only does the lid come down, but the top lid comes down. Every time I'm done, I close the toilet completely. Oh, okay. Top lid. Yeah, Colin will leave it, the thing open. Does he leave like, the lid all up? all of it. Yeah. I Most of understand. the time. And then I yell at him. And I go, no. stop. Why? <laughs> because, you know, like, you'll get up in the middle of the night and sit down in water. Because be, it'll be well, like. no. I no. realize. Okay. Well, some people, it's really dark. I turn dark. on the light. I don't, I don't do that. I just I, turn the light on. It doesn't yeah, me bother too. me. Me too. Okay. So, all right. So that whole, but, but I don't understand. it bothers me. I don't understand. But it bothers me that the, that the thing is up. I don't I'm understand like, why. On. How difficult. Seriously. I, I, and I know that this is a thing. And Colin is a very intelligent guy. I like Colin. He's a nice guy. He's a generous yeah. guy. He's very nice to you. He's a very cool dude. Why the fuck does he leave the toilet seat up? I don't. I, I, you got to ask I, him. I, but I seriously <laughs> do not understand it. I don't. Here's what you do. It's, you're done pissing. You hit the flusher and your hand is right there. Your hand where you flush the toilet, it's right next to the fucking lid. Just put it down. I don't. And, I, and, I, and again, like I said, I could leave the toilet seat up. I could have mm-hmm. stuff hanging out of the toilet because I live alone. I could do whatever I want. <laughs> But if you go into my bathroom right now, if you were to walk into my apartment and immediately inspect my bathroom, both lids would be down as they are every single time I'm done using the toilet, no matter what I do. 
And well, that's I, very nice. And it's never been, it's, but it's not, but to me, it's not like, oh, I'm doing that because it's a nice thing to do. I'm doing it because it's a normal thing to do. Right. Like, that's just, that's just what you do. What yeah. you do when you go to the bathroom. So, like, and I understand, like, none of the women have, hey, listen, I've been divorced twice and one woman broke up with me and moved out. But all three of the women that moved out or kicked me out or divorced me. Never had the complaint of me leaving the toilet seat up. And that's the one good thing. <laughs> that's the one, the one good thing about. Like me I'll tell you this much: you're terrible in all other aspects, but you but, put the seat down exactly every I got time. That, I got that going for me. Wow. So anyway, all right. So saving people, make sure they get in the house. Yes, you you you, you do do that. Yeah, although okay. that, like you have said, that seems that it's like for everyone. All right, how about this? Tell a girl that her outfit has a malfunction or if it looks bad. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, it well, it has to be okay. So, I you have to take it um well, it depends on the dysfunction or the malfunction. Um because if it's something like true, I mean, you'll still tell them. I'm just thinking um there's this I I don't know who told me this or who where I saw it, but they were Saying if there is something about a person's appearance and um, they can't fix it within like a minute, don't tell them. Because it, it's more like, you know, oh, your nose is weird. Like you oh, can't, that you can't kind fix of thing. That. I see. I see. But I mean, that kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you can't complain Can about you... someone's like, your shirt's ugly or whatever. And it's like, okay, well. I yeah. don't know where you want Your me to nose go now. Is weird. Can you have reconstructive surgery before we go out? Seriously, <laughs> I can't be seen. I can't but be I seen. But I mean, <laughs> but if like something's wrong with somebody's like their shirt's buttoned funny or something, I'll be like, hey, like take a look at that. I don't right. know. Right. What if someone's Whatever. got a what if what if someone's got a bug hanging? You go hey. I mean, yeah, you got to tell them. Yeah. Or in their teeth, you'd be like, you just kind of go like, you got a little, like, a yeah. little something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why? Why literally leave them hanging? <laughs> like why? Why, why literally That's so leave, mean? Don't leave the bug hanging. Don't uh, don't do that. All right, all right. Well, what what's how about you? Got a question for me? Because I will listen. As the man who, as the only man in the world that always puts the toilet seats down, and I mean both yes. lid and seat, yeah. seat no, and lid good. down. That um, is very good. <laughs> do you have a question for me so that I can solve all of the male issues? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> hey, we're working on that Pulitzer. We're working on the Nobel. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's Sorry. right. Okay. Um, okay. So the the first one, which is interesting, and I want I'm curious now. Okay. Uh, we nod down when we greet someone. We nod up when we meet someone we know. Nod down when we greet someone. Nod up. Meaning like eye contact. Like or... you nod. Like head little head nod. Like oh, hey. a head now. Hey. Oh, it's not when not down or not. Oh, like what's up? What the heck? Oh, I see. Okay, kind of. Yeah, so yeah. You see, so, so you, you know nod somebody. down when you greet someone. Oh, yeah. And then you nod up not when up, you like, meet someone up? you know. What's up, bro? Keep that toilet <laughs> yes. seat up. Fuck them women. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much it. There is a tendency to do that. Yes, I would kind of. I think that that's. I've never really analyzed my nodding behavior when I'm meeting. Yeah, someone. I, I think it's interesting that you nod up to someone you know. I think that might be true. I think that might be true. Yeah. Interesting. I think that might See, be true. See, like the true. habits of man. Yeah. Like, like, what's up, bro? You know what I mean? 
<laughs> now I'm sounding like a total bro. What's up, bro? Let's go, you know, let's go. Like, and, 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 and another thing. Here's another thing about the whole toilet seat. Can we go back to the toilet seat thing again? Sure, sure. Who, why would you piss on a toilet seat? Why, I, why would you do that? Well, that's because you just missed, right? Yeah, but lift the fucking toilet seat up. Why but is I think it, that's the re- you're just being lazy and you don't want to lift it uh, and you just pee. I don't, I, I don't, and then seriously. since if you're lazy enough to not pull up that one seat, of course you're not going to wipe down the seat after you've peed on it. They're just like, whatever, someone else will do it. <laughs> this is, it's, it's, seriously, it's incomprehensible to me. Ah, you know, like like I'll go to I'll go into a men's room, a public men's room. You mm-hmm. know, like at Wrigley, I expect piss everywhere. When I go to Wrigley, I expect piss in the sink, right. on the mirrors. I expect that every <laughs> you know, get the blow dryer somehow piss got into the hand dryers and it squirts out. I don't Oof. know. I don't. Wow. I don't know. I expect piss everywhere on every, every surface Aerated. when I go. To, when I <laughs> piss in the Oof. air filters coming out of the lighting fixtures, Oof. piss piss flying out of the lighting fixtures. So Yikes. when I go to a place like Wrigley, I expect piss everywhere. But when mm-hmm. I go to like a mm-hmm. public john, like say in a movie theater or something, or in a restaurant, right. mm-hmm. walk into the, into the stall because someone's at the urinal and you go into the stall to do a number one and there's piss all over the toilet seat. I don't, I seriously can, cannot grasp how, that's, how people do that, how guys do that. I don't. I, just, I mean, I could I could see it in the sense that they're so rushed because they have to see the movie. Please, please. <laughs> uh, now, and then they're know, like, "Who's sitting on it anyway?" Yeah, nobody's going to take a shit in this place. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, but the, they're now, just so, like everyone's peeing on the seat. Yeah, may as well. Hey, let's pee on the paper towels. Let's just piss all over the toilet rolls. <laughs> I, 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 but I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I, I don't, and especially at home. There's no excuse for it. like if you Oof. if you if you live with someone who pisses on the seat at home, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, anyway. All right. This whole to- this whole discussion <laughs> oh, is basically going to be about toilets and toilet seats. This has really riled you up. No, it's, it's, it makes no goddamn <laughs> sense. It really doesn't. <laughs> Lift it up, close it. How hard is that? Okay, I so I have, have I have one here that is pee toilet related. <laughs> okay, or it's toilet that's... bowl related. All right, well that's so since we're on be, the subject. It seems to be the d- direction that we've been heading now for fifteen <laughs> minutes. Okay, what? Do we... <laughs> uh, it's essential that we pee away the small bit of poop on the side of the toilet bowl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Okay, now now obviously this is in a public, John, right? I because, guess. Well, who the who sure would le- who would leave shit on the side of the toilet? The in their person house? peeing away the small bit of poop but, on the side of the toilet bowl. But why is there a small bit of poop on the side of your toilet in your house? Why? Because they pooped and it stayed there. I don't know. You clean and it, then and then they the didn't f- bother. I don't well, know. I mean, if they're if it, <laughs> the statement the statement is it's essential. That we pee away the small bit of poop. So I feel like if you do that, then you leave it there because you're gonna be like, oh, "I'll get it when I pee again." <laughs> All right, look. If you're if you're in a public, John, you could play little games while you're peeing. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if there if someone left a chunk of shit, you, yeah, sure, hit it with your stream. Go ahead, you know. Or if like someone didn't flush and you you have to use that specific stall, you don't flush. And, like you don't flush it before like, and then go. Well, it, you know, let's say that you walk in and like, uh, uh, 
the to- like sometimes you go in and the toilet doesn't work or if it's one of those like sometimes you go into a public stall and it's one of those automatic toilets that you know mm-hmm. is supposed to go when you move and it doesn't mm-hmm. hasn't and it hasn't flushed for three weeks that'll happen Ew. and you still you go just, in it well you gotta go gross yeah no it's gross men are fucking just gross move on i'm like the, nope next toilet but sometimes there's no choice especially at wrigley like I'm and then i go you, and then well then i'm not going i guess i know i'll just pick, <laughs> like at wrigley like it's like well whatever all oh the stalls are full let's just piss in the garbage can you know what i mean it's, it does well, you have well you have a trough isn't there a trough we have there? a piss trough yes we have a piss trough where, so where we stand we literally stand as close oh as possible God. to one another piss into it and all the splashback from everybody else's piss is hitting you and do you go around does it go around what do you mean? Like, is it like, do people pee on one side and people pee on the other? Oh, all the way around. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's a long. Ew. Yeah. And we're all and y'all shoulder... are just peeing. Yeah. And... Shoulder Ugh. to shoulder, just pissing and it's splashing everywhere. Oh, Listen, so... hey, you want oh, a COVID, so you want you want a fucking COVID nightmare. Go to go to the, the piss troughs at Wrigley. Ew. Although isn't urine, urine is. Uh, uh, what's Antiseptic. Yeah. No. Um. When it has sterile? No germs, sterile. Sterile. There you go. Yeah, that's what I read somewhere. I heard. Okay. I heard someone told me. Well, it <laughs> doesn't make it pleasant to piss at Wrigley. It doesn't. No, I, I, I wouldn't think so. But, by the way, have you ever looked up the videos of people sliding through the piss troughs, like guys getting drunk no. and then doing the? Doing I don't the, need. I don't want to watch anything. Doing the trough. Doing the what they call the trough dive. Have you ever, ever seen that? Oh no, thank you. Oh yeah, nope. no, no. I can't yeah. imagine it. It's fine. No, it's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but I don't understand. I mean, I don't. I guess I just don't get it. All right, I have a couple for you. Let's get away from the piss sure. now for a minute. Uh, how about this one? Never. This is on the woman's side. The behavior mm-hmm. of women. Never mm-hmm. ever go after your friend's crush or ex. Um. Yeah, I would say that's 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 a good that's a code. Mm-hmm. That just seems mean if you go after their crush, because they you know they got kind of got dibs. Yeah. That's very, it's very soap opera if you go after your friend's crush. I agree. That's just, not, it's, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty mean. Yeah. Um, exes for guys. Um, I've had, I've, uh, I've never dated somebody's, somebody, a friend of mine's ex. Mm-hmm. But it's happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to me. It would, it would have to depend on the situation. I would have to know why they broke up. Like, was it a mutual, like, this isn't working out? Or was it like, oh, he did something bad? Or, because if she did something, I'd be like, hey, you (laughs) ruined it. Right. It's a But I probably wouldn't go even now with them if they had done something to my friend. Have you ever ever dated dated a a friend's ex? Uh, No. Yeah, me neither. neither. They're never really that great. <laughs> now here's another. I, this, I don't like, know if this is on the no, list. Thanks. Do you like if if okay? Here's an, here's here's a question for you, Esmeralda. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's on the list. I haven't scanned down. Do you tell your friend? Do 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 you tell your friend um, honestly after a while that they're dating a douchebag? Do you ever tell them like if you don't like the guy that they're dating? Do you ever like tell them or do you just keep it um, quiet? What's the situation? I know that it can depend, but has that ever happened? I, have you, okay, have well, you ever? You ever done that? I just keep it quiet only because it's it's never anybody that I really, really know. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really good friends. Yeah. And I'm like, if you can't see it, then, you know, you're hopeless. Okay. Because it has to be, these things are happening in 
public for me to like be like, oh, he's a dick. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, how do you not see that? I mean, if you don't realize it, then hey, go ahead and keep dating. He's a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one likes him. Um, but that's on them. But if have you that's ever like me. pulled somebody aside and said, listen, this is not you know um, this guy is a dick. I don't you need to think so. No. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's a code for that. Like if you guys do you no. like if you if you if there are, if a bunch of women are I friends. I think it would be it would have to be if you're really good friends with the person. So do it do women ever happened. do 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 a group of women ever do like uh uh what do you call it when people show up at your house to to tell you to stop drinking? What do they call all that at the meeting? Uh, an intervention. There you go. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, listen, as an alcoholic, I should know that. But uh, <laughs> never had an intervention. I will say this. Never had an intervention. Um, but have you ever, has anybody ever done like a relationship intervention? Have all the girls ever gotten together and gone, listen, we need to talk to Susie because uh, Johnny is an asshole. So let's have an intervention. Has, is that a thing that's no. ever, do you know anybody? No. And I remember specifically one girl. But the thing was, like, I didn't really know her. So I couldn't really just be like, hey, he's a dick to you. Like, I'm just like, how do you yeah. not see that he's a dick to you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, interesting. All right, what, what, what else you got on non-toilet related on, on, your, on your article? Uh, let's see. <laughs> but for guys, I mean, I would imagine half of that article is toilet related if it's guys. Yeah, there's a couple, yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Mm, let's see. How about, uh, don't, although I think this is for both, don't throw a friend under the bus to impress someone, ever. Yeah, I would imagine that that would just be regular, decent human behavior. Right, like regular old people. Yeah, so, yes, no, you don't do that. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Unless I was trying to sneak in and move in on his ex. Yeah! Um, how about this one? Again, I kind of feel like, well, it, it, maybe it, I don't know. Okay, here we go. Uh, don't roast a man in front of their kid. Oof. Yeah, I've never done that. And I have friends who have kids. I don't see them Would you ever think to? No, God, no. I wouldn't do that. No. I mean, I don't think I would either. I mean, it depends. Like, what kind of roast am I doing here? (laughs) Right, if like my friend, my friend, his two sons are there, and I'm like, hey, you know, uh, I had to pull your dad's head out of a toilet full of vomit one night. It was fucking great. You know, I never. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Remember, wow. Hey, hey, hey! Great Scott, memories. Remember that time when we climbed a tree and took a shit into a a, 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 a hut? Everything. Now I wow. can't help but go right to shit. <laughs> I, I can't help but go right to the toilet now. Uh, but no, I would never do that. I would never roast. First of all, I'm not going to roast my friends unless we're all goofing with each other. You know what I mean? Like we're mm-hmm. all burning each other. And, you know, like, hey, your mama is so fat that she could fold a, a hut. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like that that kind of stuff. Like if we're, if we're burning each other, like it's a room full of guys mm-hmm. and we're just ripping each other apart, that's fine. But no, I'm yeah. not going to burn one of my friends in front of their kids. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. How about this one? Oh, Esmeralda. Yes. These again, girls. If you arrive together, you leave together. Meaning, like, I guess you go out to, to the club or you go out as a group 
Uh, mm-hmm. If you arrive together, you leave together, or a party, or something like that. Is, is that is I must that a, know some shitty thing? people because <laughs> they've just left sometimes. They just leave you? Yeah, because they're like, oh, they met somebody or whatever. Like they went out. Oh, I so mean, most meet... of they'll tell me at least they don't just disappear. Yeah, I'll be like, okay, fine, go. <laughs> okay, I'll be like, I'm fine. And wouldn't that, would that, now, but that, what about the reversal of that? So what if, like, you're with, um, would I do it? Group and, and, no, no, no. And someone is going to go home with a, with a dude and you're like, no, I don't think you should. You ever do that? Like, you ever go, no, you shouldn't go home with this guy. Like, maybe, maybe your friend has had a little couple of cocktails and you're like, no, her judgment's a little bit off. She should not go home with this fucking guy. Let's get her out of here. Have you ever done intervention in that regard? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah, you should I'm be leaving with think. this guy. Think about this for a second. Get the dude's number. Don't leave with him. Think about this. Think yeah. about it. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about this for a second. Get, maybe get the guy's number, but don't leave with him tonight. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if I have. My friends aren't. aren't. My friends don't really. They're not that dum-dums. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Usually I'll be like, oh. That guy? Okay. Oh, you want to leave with that guy? Oh, all right. Go have fun. The guy with the third <laughs> eye in the middle of his forehead. All right. oh, okay. wow. <laughs> Doctor Strange with his third eye in his forehead. Hey. Uh, by the way, that movie sucked. The new Doctor Strange. Oh, my God. Anyway. Here's another quick one. Always check in on your friend while they're on a first date. Now, they see that. I don't know. What, what's I've going never on done there? that. I mean, I will, I will for sure if... They call me, and I know I will help. You yeah. know, I'll be like, but you're oh, not gonna, you gotta you're not going to, like, text her and go, how's it going? You know what I mean? You're, like, no. I'll be like, <laughs> you can, if you want to tell me something or whatever, if it's going bad, you can go ahead. Let me know. Yeah. But I'm not, like, checking in, no. Okay. I'm not their mother. No, I, yeah, some of these are really, some of these are <laughs> like very. Like, in my head, I'm like, I, if they want to, they'll, they'll contact, like, they'll text it, me or whatever. The, Actually, you know what? In scanning some of these, Esmeralda, it, mm. I assume that whoever came up with these little tidbits or an article assumed that these girls are 11 and not adults. Yeah, you know I mean? there's <laughs> there's a lot of very codependent yeah. people, just even people in general that they just need their handheld for everything. And it's like, I it's can do so... I'm a grown up. Yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> I, got, I got a brain. I'm a grown lady. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what's next for the on the on the man side here? Um, now I'm going to go back to the toilet. Okay. <laughs> but it's not bad. It's not the worst. Don't use the urinal next to an occupied one. If if there is a free one that is not next to someone, you use that one. Like, are you a complete? Because I saw some video once where some someone was explaining the whole the ways. Like what urinal to use when other people yeah. are there and stuff. There is an, and one of them was like, "Don't be a weirdo. If the whole thing is clear, don't right next to some person." Well, no, I agree. I totally agree with that. And that's just an unwritten rule. Like if there are, you know, if there's nobody else in the room, do not walk up and use the urinal next to mine. Right. Don't do that. But in the video that I saw, their thing was you use the one, the complete opposite way. You could as far away as possible if necessary. <laughs> if not. At least one in between. Right. At least one urinal in between. Now, if it's packed, again, like if you're, then it's fine. Yeah. But if you're you just, alone, yeah. and, but I feel that way about a goddamn movie theater. 
Like if I'm sitting in a theater and a whole row is empty and some jagoff comes up and sits like right next to me, I'm like, what? The-? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that just to me is like, don't do that in a, in a movie theater seat and don't do it at a, especially a urinal. Don't come up yeah. and go, how you doing? How's your dick doing today? I'm going to look at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I- <laughs> or a butt. Have you ever, I've, I've had this, I think this was more of a creepy situation, but uh, someone sit next to me on a bus. Just happened to me last night. When there was seats. I'm and not just kidding. Like, it just so happened to me last night. I was, taking, I was taking the bus home from my parents' house after watching wrestling. I was taking the bus home from my parents' house, oh. Irving Park bus, which is literally a ten, five to ten minute ride from their house. Yeah. I get on the bus. It was a, like 1030 on a Sunday night mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. today is Tuesday. But so what? Uh, <laughs> it's not Monday. <laughs> And this wasn't last night. It was the night before last. But it was around 10.30 p.m. on a Sunday night. Now, you know how Mm -hmm. incredibly crowded the Irving Park bus is on a Sunday night at 10.30. (laughs) Well, you know, to get to your house. So I'm sitting in in one of the regular two-seated things. Mm -hmm. Dude comes on, no mask. Okay. I'm like, no No mask. Uh, tipsy. It's Sunday night, ten thirty. That was my job mm-hmm. back in the day to be drunk by ten thirty on Sunday night. Um, <laughs> Someone's so taking it up. Someone is. <laughs> I've, I've, pa- I've passed the torch on. <laughs> so this guy gets on. He's kind of a little bit drunk, and I'm sitting near the front. I'm sitting like right. I'm, I'm sitting the seats, the first pair of seats right behind the handicap seat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The one that's mm-hmm. for handicap. I'm sitting right there. Comes in, sits right down next to me. Mm-mm. And so, and he's got no mask, and I'm like, excuse me, you know, and I and I look at him. I got my mask on. I look at him. I'm like, excuse me, you know, do you mind like not sitting here? And he's like, uh, what? And <laughs> I'm like, like, do you mind? You're a person. <laughs> and he got up and he got up and went across the aisle and sat down in the seat where uh, he should have sat down. And there were like right. three of us, three of us total on the bus. This asshole yeah. sat right next to me. So yeah, it happened yeah. last night, Esmeralda. It happened last night. I always I put my um, and this is starting with COVID. I didn't do this before. Um, but I always I put my bag down yeah. now. <laughs> yep. I All sit right. in and then I put my bag down. But I know, you know, before they even had ads, they're like, "Did your bag pay for a ticket?" <laughs> <laughs> Which and I never did before, but I do it now because I'm like, "Please, no, please don't sit next to me." <laughs> I totally understand. But listen, you know what? Like, la- like last night, if I had a bag and I didn't, I would have put it on the seat next to me mm-hmm. because it's 10:30 at night on the Irving bus. And then he would have just sat right on it. And he would have sat right on, uh, if I had a bag, he would have sat right on it. Oh. Hey, by the way, we are just, we flew through this because we spent most of the time oh. talking about pissing uh, and about closing toilets. toilet lids. Let's <laughs> hang on to these articles. Let's do it again on Friday, okay? Sure. Let's finish it up on Friday because I want to taste the ketchup candy. And my dad's mm-hmm. got to tell a joke. Yes. Let my, let my dad tell a joke first as we get the candy ready, okay? We have to get our... Okay. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me let my... Hold on. Yeah. Oh, right on time. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and no, I Carrie, no, love no, no, Nick you got, no, no, no. My dad's pushing her out of the way. Oh, Carrie. Oh, my God. All right, hold on a second. Here we go. It's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. What'd I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tell a joke. Oh, yes! Here we go! All right. Well, my dad's in here. Are you ready, Esmeralda? Yeah. 
All right, here's my dad's joke. Hi, Dad. My dad's 80. He tells jokes. You want to hear him live? You can go to Irving and Narragansett. He'll bag your groceries and tell you a joke because my dad rules. A hole appeared in the women's changing room at the fitness club. The police are looking into it. Oh, jeez. That was jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. Straight to my, the point. Even my dad's joke was a little perverted today. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, like father, like son, I guess. Well, there you go. The apple doesn't fall too far from Ugh. the perverted toilet seat tree. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, my dad will tell another joke on Tuesday, uh, this next Tuesday. And we, by the way, on Friday, we'll finish up or at least dig more into. We will, we, Esmeralda, you and I will solve, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> COVID. Oh, boy. We will solve the we'll uh, solve. We will solve the COVID situation. No, we will solve the man-woman relationships. Yes, this will be part two. Uh, maybe we'll, they'll give us a second uh, Pul- or, uh, a, Pulitzer. Is that Nobel, what we're getting? Pulitzer, or, oh, Nobel. Nobel. Okay. Yeah. All of them. Maybe they'll Pulitzer just is for, like, literature and writing, so... Nobel is oh, okay. for science and stuff. Got it. Well, we can write right. these down. And get both. We can transcribe the podcast. <laughs> okay. Archie McPhee, where we've learned yes. that they do a lot of weirdly flavored candy. Do you mm-hmm. have your uh, ketchup hard candy piece? I do. They are individually wrapped. As we said before, they look a little bit like the hard candy that you'll find at your grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ketchup candy. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Let me open mine up. Oh, okay. And uh, here we go. Pop it in. Uh huh. <laughs> mm. That ketchup. That ketchup. That's definitely ketchup. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it tastes like the um, like uh, cheap ketchup. Yeah. Like the, like the generic. Kind you get in the the one you get in the packets, and it's yep. like fancy ketchup. Mm-hmm. That's exactly <laughs> what it tastes like. Yep. Well, I will say this. I mean, if you like ketchup, it tastes like ketchup. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? It's not. It's not bad. Yeah. It's definitely ketchup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the cheaper kind because I feel like, um, Heinz, Heinz might be a little more. It's a little more tart. Yeah. It's got a no, little more acidity. Defi- and, and by the way, I spit it out, and uh, you're gonna want to do something to get the taste out of your mouth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Great. Um. Well, it does taste like ketchup. So, I mean, that's of the of the candies that we've mm. of the flavor candies. This is definitely by far the strongest of the flavor that it's supposed to be yeah. that we've tasted. Yeah, because it's no, very sure. ketchupy, very mm-hmm. ketchupy. Well, I say thumbs up, Archie McPhee. It's like catsup. Catsup. That's what it is. Ketchup. <laughs> catsup. It's like Mr. Burns. Catsup. Catsup. Ketchup. ketchup. <laughs> what does he say? I'm riding the bus. Does he say- <laughs> Oh. Man, remember when The Simpsons was funny? Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, thank you for listening to the Nikki Podcast. We are part of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, and check out all of the great podcasts on the Radio Misfits, radiomisfits.com. And take the time. Rate, review us, talk about us on any platform, every single platform you got out there. And be a part of the podcast. Voicemail, 773-417-6948. Email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be back on Friday where Esmeralda and I will, again, settle all issues between man and women, correct? Yeah. And we'll find out if I had COVID. And we'll find out if Esmeralda has COVID. (laughs) 
And then uh, Eric Childress and Steve Procopi will be here for movie reviews and a big announcement for a festival, another festival that's happening at the Music Box Theater. That's all coming up. Thank you so much for listening. Jason Skaggs, you rule the planet. Check him out uh, as well. And uh, RadioMisfits.com for all the other fun. And we'll see you the next time that we do a podcast here on the Nick D Podcast. 